Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast time. I didn't think I'd be able to get one out today, but I got back from a couple of days off at work and decided I got to get what the people want, and that's my Super Bowl reaction. Um, obviously, let's get to the controversial point. Let's. Everybody knows what happened throughout the game. You know, Jalen Hurts broke a couple of records, you know, uh, Tied with Terrell Davis for most rushing touchdowns in a Super Bowl with three. Uh, to me, Jalen Hurts, other than the fumble, that a lot of people are saying, you know, when do you ever see him drop that one? You know, the game was fixed there. Um, other than that, Jalen Hurts put everything he had out there on the field for the Super Bowl. And as far as I'm concerned right now, I think he took a step over Josh Allen as far as where you rate these quarterbacks. Obviously, everybody's got Mahomes one, Burrow two, and honestly... I think now Jalen Hurts is a three, and Allen's taking a step to five or six. Um, but was it a holding call? Was it not a holding call? Brad Berry comes out at the end. He admits it's a, it, it, He admits he tugged on the jersey, and he figured they let it slide. Now, there was a lot of penalties that they could have called in this game. A lot of them. The A.J. Brown one where it, there could have been a little offensive pass interference. Um but for the most part, I think they kind of just let them play it out. But to call it there, I have to agree with why there, why at that moment. But that's not the reason why the Eagles lost. The Eagles' defense was not really what it was during the regular season. This Chiefs' offensive line really stopped Reddick and company from getting to Mahomes. And that's pretty much where you lost the game. The fact that your defense got carved up. You know, you're leaving Kelsey wide open every other play. And I get Kelsey's hard to cover, but there's got to be a defensive scheme that kind of it kind of stops that from happening. I mean, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but I'm sure somebody's got somebody in their mind has got to have something where you can stop that from happening all the time. Um, you know. The run game really wasn't there for the Eagles and to the fact that you had to rely on Hurts, who wasn't 100% healthy like Mahomes wasn't. And you've seen that going into the second half, after the first half, on uh, on one of the tackles where, you know, they got Mahomes by the ankle and he comes up and he's hobbling. It's like, here we go, Chad Henney's going to come in. But, you know, obviously that didn't happen. But, you know, you get to the juju play with Bradbury. And I think it's 50-50 split here throughout the world where it's it's not, you shouldn't have called it, you should have called it. And a lot of athletes have, like Richard Sherman's like, you can't call that there, that's ticky-tacky bullshit, you know. And then you got all the ones that go, listen, if you see it, you got to call it. Uh, you know, I understand the 50%. That say that's what determined the Super Bowl right then and there. Your argument could be validated, but there was a lot that happened before that that let the Chiefs back in this game. So you could try to validate the argument. That's all well and good. The people will listen, but they're not going to agree because the Eagles 
defense played like crap in the second half, and that's what let the that's what let the Chiefs back in. It was twenty four unanswered points pretty much, where it was just boom, 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 boom. You know, and the play calling too was something that honestly, Andy Reid and company just had over Sarani and Eagles. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Was it a bad Super Bowl? No. To me, it wasn't. I enjoyed the game. You know, I really just could do without the halftime performance. And granted, you know, the world's giving Rihanna credit, you know, for doing it, you know, pregnant. And at the time when they signed her, she wasn't pregnant. Now she's pregnant, blah, 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 blah. Regardless, it takes a lot of talent. It takes a lot of energy to do that. So, you know... I'm not going to knock Rihanna. I just could deal. I could just do without the halftime performance. I'd rather just be, hey, let's just hear from the halftime show and then let's just get right back into the frigging game. I don't need 13 minutes of Rihanna songs that I didn't listen to years ago that I'm not listening to now. I understand that the NFL's catering to those that that's all. That's the only reason why they're really watching it is to listen to Rihanna. But you want to listen to Rihanna, grab your frigging phone and download a Rihanna playlist. Who gives a shit? You know, I don't really need to hear Rihanna. I don't. Just like I don't, just like last year. Okay. He was in LA. You knew they were going to do Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And of course, Eminem was going to be a part of it. And Kendrick Lamar. I, I think that's one thing where for us that listen to hip hop music, we could enjoy that. But still, did we need it? No. We didn't need it. They could have did that without the NFL. As a matter of fact, I think they've done it without the NFL. So, didn't really need it. But was the game atrocious? No. Not really. And I was actually surprised at the coin flip where the where Andy Reid actually deferred it. And I thought the Chiefs would have, honestly, I thought they would have received the ball. But to give the Eagles a chance to, you know, to score first. And that's what Jalen Hurts did. And for the life of me, here's another thing I can't figure out. When the Eagles get into that quarterback sneak formation, you know it's coming. And at one point in the second half, Chris Jones knew it was coming. In fact, Chris Jones stops Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts and company still managed to get the first down. Barely. So, you know, I've already gotten asked, you see the Eagles making it back to the Super Bowl next year. I got to be honest. They have a lot of free agent pieces that they got to try to keep to make that happen again. If you lose any of them, I don't know if they get back there, but they get close again. But the the other thing I like the most about the Super Bowl is that you had two quarterbacks giving each other the camaraderie deserved. You know, the fact that Jalen Hurts took this loss and was mature about it. Unlike the fans of the Eagles, again, friggin' breaking TVs and burning Jalen Hurts jerseys or whatever, you know, listen, it's a friggin' game. And yeah, we get passionate about it and we get upset when our teams lose, but I know, I know, I know my buddies at Brutally Honest Sports Podcast are huge Eagles fans. I'm sure they didn't break no TVs. You know, yeah, they're pissed off about the loss. I would be if I was an Eagles fan too, but at the end of the day, are you breaking a TV, burning a jersey, something that you paid a lot of money for? The fuck no. I'm not doing that shit. I don't think they are, and I don't think any of you are, but you got these friggin' Joe Blows out there, you know, throwing tantrums like they're five years old because they couldn't get their favorite toy at friggin' Target or Walmart or, 
or, you know, or whatever the fuck their parents are taking them, so they freaking start trashing shit. And, and, you know, again, you could be passionate about your team, but to take it to such levels where now you have to go out and shell out another five, six hundred dollars on a TV, or you got to go out now and spend another two, three hundred dollars on jerseys you burned because you realize that you're an idiot. <laughs> Need I say more? But do I think the Chiefs repeat as Super Bowl champions next year, which is another thing I've been asked? I don't think they do. I think next year you honestly have two surprise teams in the Super Bowl, ones that you would have never seen coming, to be honest with you. Um, Will the NFL script, as people are now using the word so loosely, allow that? Who knows? (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. But to get off the Super Bowl topic, so a lot of the talk now is Derek Carr and, and the Raiders. So... The Raiders had a trade in place to the Saints for Derek Carr. And then the Raiders would have gotten a haul in return. Derek Carr says, I'm not accepting that trade. I am not accepting a trade to, to any team. Derek Carr wants to be released. Now, Raiders fans come out and they're all over on Twitter. How could Derek Carr do this? The team needs compensation. Well, not for nothing. And I don't defend Derek Carr a lot. And it's not because it's mainly because of the contract. It's not because of his 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 skill set or anything like that. Because Derek Carr is a pretty decent quarterback. I just don't think he's worth the contract that they gave him. So, put yourself in Derek Carr's shoes. Are you gonna do a favor for the team that benched you three quarters of the way through the season and then made it known that they were gonna trade you? For those that don't know me, I sure as fuck ain't doing it if I'm Derek Carr. Hell no, I'm not doing you a favor. You didn't do me a favor by letting me finish out the season playing the, you know, playing the position that I love playing if I'm Derek Carr. So why should I do you a favor to get rid of me? Derek Carr's looking out for Derek Carr at this point, and I don't blame him. Because bottom line, at the end of the day, that's, well, that's what this business is about, is looking out for number one, and that's you and yourself, and that's it, and that's what Derek Carr is doing, now, the Raiders, from what I heard, are releasing him, I don't know if it's happened yet, or is gonna happen, um, the tweet by, by, I think it was Ian Rappaport, it didn't state whether it was officially done, or it's gonna happen, but it will happen, so, the question now remains, where does Derek Carr go from here? You know, they're saying the Panthers is a team he can go to. But Derek Carr is going to want to go to a team that's Super Bowl built. That's ready to go now. So, the question is, does he come to the Jets? Does he maybe wind up with the Giants if the Giants can't get a deal done with Daniel Jones? Because Daniel Jones, from what they're saying, is going to command anywhere from 30 to $35 million a, you know, a year. And that's based off of one improvement season. And, and that's the problem. It's one improved season, and the numbers are overinflated as is. I would say anywhere from 15 to 20, not 30 to 35, possibly even 40 million. Because now you're talking, you know, Aaron Rodgers money and 
Nobody even knows where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. See, Aaron Rodgers is going to take four days off. He's going to do some psychedelics somewhere and just think about where his future is, whether he whether he takes a trade to Vegas. You know, the Jets are called Green Bay about Rodgers already. You know, and it comes down to, with, with Rodgers, it's really going to come down to what Rodgers wants to do. So now, is Rodgers going to retire, or does Rodgers feel he has another run or two in him to get another Super Bowl and then be up there with Roethlisberger and be up there with Peyton Manning? Because right now, when you look at the, the quarterbacks of this generation right now, obviously, everybody's putting Brady at the top. Okay? Obviously. But Rodgers is looking up, in my opinion, to Peyton and Ben Roethlisberger for those who have more than one. So, Rodgers wants that second one, and which team is he better suited with, the Raiders or the Jets? And I'll be honest with you, he's not more suited, even though it would be him and Adams again in, in Vegas, I think the Jets have more upswing because they have a younger offense with a pretty decent defense, especially in the secondary with Sauce Gardner, that... I think Rodgers gives the Jets a better shot at winning a Super Bowl than he does the Raiders. Because the Raiders are just ran like a circus show that, you know, who knows what they can win or if they'd win at all. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, obviously it comes down to which team's going to offer more. And I don't think the Raiders really have much to offer to get Rodgers unless... Rodgers says, I want to be released. I think that's the only way that you see Aaron Rodgers go to Vegas. The Jets have capital. They have cap money to sign him. They have draft capital to trade for him. So that's where I would go. But to get off the to get off the NFL swing here for a minute, because obviously, you know. Obviously, we have MLB starting soon. And there was this interesting thing i seen. And I don't know if anybody else has discussed it, but I will. So apparently, they're looking to add two, two more teams to Major League Baseball. One in Charlotte is one of the proposed expansion teams. And then Nashville is the other. So Jim Bowden came out with this proposed realignment. And I think this one would really change the landscape of Major League Baseball. So obviously, it wouldn't be ALNL anymore from from what I'm seeing. But part of his alignment is this, that there would be an East, like an Eastern Conference, kind of like the NBA. So it would be the Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies, all in one division. That right there, is like the NFC East of years past when you had when Washington was good, Dallas was good, the Giants were good, and the Cowboys were good. Okay. That's something I could see actually, you know, improving the sport of baseball. In my honest and humble opinion, I think it improves the game of football. Now, I mean baseball. I still got football on the brain. But Obviously, this wouldn't happen probably till 2024, 25, or 26. So we still have time to break it down. And maybe, you know, we could come up with our own alignments. But 
the way that they would have to align it is based on, obviously, cities closest to each other that geographically make sense. So these teams obviously would not be on the West Coast. So it doesn't affect anything in the West other than maybe they would just realign certain things in there. I, I don't know. But the other thing that Major League Baseball decided on in a joint committee is that this stupid fucking runner on second shit is still going to continue in extra innings. And not only that, position players can't pitch until the ninth inning if you're up by 10 or, or 8 or 9, whatever it was, and then you're down by 8 or 9. I don't, I, that one I could grasp, but this runner on second and extra innings is still the dumbest fucking thing ever to me. I still can't comprehend. That I, I, it's almost like they have a guy in there, it's like where they, you know, like when you played street football and you didn't have enough guys to make a whole team, so you had an automatic quarterback, okay? This is what that's like. Or like, when you had that one kid who couldn't really run that much, you know, in phys ed because he was hurt. So you had like a ghost runner. So, so it's like you had a ghost runner. It's like he would be lined up on one side and then the kid would be at the plate and then whatever he gets a hit and the other kid starts running instead of him. This is what it's like. It's ridiculous. It's, it, 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 it's asinine that... You have to start the 10th inning with a guy automatically on second that a pitcher's going to inherit a run to a guy he didn't give up a hit to or walk. And I know we've discussed this before, and I'm not the only guy to have discussed it. And I know that we're all in agreement. This is the dumbest fucking thing ever. And I know Brendan 1420 Sports is definitely going to agree. He's definitely going to agree with it. It's ridiculous. We all know it is. It's so... Oh, I, I, I just can't. I can't. And then... You know... I understand they want to try to make baseball a better sport. And it's probably the only sport where the All-Star game actually is one that's real, played for real. And not like as a joke like the NBA or the Pro Bowl or even the NHL. All right? But at what point does Rob Manfred, if he even has a brain, sits there and goes, you know what, this runner on second shit is really ridiculous, you know, and it, it, it not because it, it, it's not fair to, to the pitcher. It's, it, but then again, here's the other side to the spectrum of it. If you're that good of a team, if your pitching rotation from starter to bullpen is that good and your offensive lineup is as good from, from the leadoff to the bottom, bottom tier of your lineup, you should never be in that position. So where we don't like it, as the fan, the guys playing the game have to look at this and go, we should never allow ourselves to get to this point. As the managers, Aaron Boone or Buck Walter or... Or, or anyone else, you should be sitting there as the manager saying, we should never allow ourselves to get to this point where we can lose a game based on the fact that there's going to be a runner at second that our guy did not either hit by pitch, walk, or give up a hit to. 
Bottom line. And maybe that's how it stops. Maybe it, the less extra inning games, as much as we love them, because they do get exciting at times, but as much as we love them, maybe this is a way to stop that rule from happening. I'm just saying. But I figured I'd pop on real quick and do a little recap and bullshit with you guys for a little bit. I still have one or two more things to take care of here. But, um, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, to my guys at Brutally Honest Sports Podcast, I, I know I know you guys are a little down in the dumps, but hey, one thing you could take out of it is you know that you have a team that's playoff bound for the next decade at least. Um, whereas in Pittsburgh, I would love to say the same thing, but I don't know yet. Um, and that's something that could be discussed later on. Um, Steel Talk will be back next week. Um as now we're into the now that we're and now that we're into the off off season of football now entirely now as far as the Steelers go I could discuss more of the NFL draft as I see people's mock drafts um so on and so forth but um I just want to thank everybody I usually go down the list of names but everybody knows who they are as I do have to take care of some payroll stuff here um Everybody, you know who you are, obviously, from the top to the bottom, to everybody who follows, retweets, and listens, um, to everybody who's helped me get to over close to 18,000 total plays between Anchor and Good Pods. Without you guys, it doesn't happen. Um, So everybody, you know, again, a huge thank you to all of you. And uh, with that being said, everybody stay safe. And as always, peace.